Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 295. Any hiccup that you have, business or, or life, you know, it's going to thump you on the head, but guess what? Wear a helmet, you're going to just, you're just going to power through. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am a revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Kyle Neal. Kyle, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am. I'm actually at the uh, Red Bull Global Rally Cross today, so ready to go. All right. Sounds like a fun way to spend the day. Kyle Neal is the marketing manager of partnerships and events for Royal Purple, the world's leading lubricant company. He currently spearheads all planning activities from concept to execution for automotive and sponsored racing events. He designs and builds display trailers, trailer programs, and booths to promote product awareness and customer interaction. Kyle also creates cause marketing for Royal Purple sponsored youth programs. He was an integral part in the Royal Purple Las Vegas Bowl, the Red Bull Global Rallycross Partnership, and their Indianapolis 500 sponsorship with driver Townsend Bell. Kyle, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment and share a little bit more about your career and your passion for automobiles. Thanks, Mark. Best way to describe how I got involved in it was actually when my dad took me to the mud races uh, in Texas. I was probably just four years old, and you know it was just a Saturday night. My dad just wanted to go do something fun that was inexpensive, and he wasn't much of a car guy, but you know he knew that you know I was young enough, and I did like cars. I mean, who didn't have a Tonka truck or things like that growing up and watching Bigfoot and stuff on television? So. This was just down the road from where we lived. We went and watched the mud races, and, you know, I, I got hooked, you know, from there and started tinkering on my bikes and trying to fix up my little model cars and Lego cars that I had and souped up my motor control cars anytime I could, even if I blew them up. But, <laughs> you know, all the way up until I got a job right out of college to roll purple, and this has been, you know, a dream come true for me to work for Royal Purple ever since I was 10 when I was first introduced to Royal Purple uh, in Norway when... I saw oil drums for my for my dad going out in the ocean on his oil company's platform. And I said, hey, you know, why do you buy someone else's oil when you guys manufacture oil? And my dad looked at me and said, look, son, it doesn't matter what it is as long as it is the best and produces the most with a company. And he goes, they make the best product to keep us on production schedules and productivity. And he said, so that's what we use. And I saw Royal Purple when I turned 15. Naturally, it, it was the first thing I, I thought of putting in my vehicle. So Wow. Well, your history then goes way back with the company you're such an integral part of. That's pretty darn cool to be looking at a product when you're that young and you end up working at the company. You obviously enjoy racing. You enjoy events. And before we get into some of the questions here, tell me a little bit more about what you do for Royal Purple. I, as in our pre-show chat, you mentioned over 100,000 miles in the air. 30-plus events a year that you attend. Um, tell me a little bit more about what you're doing for them. Right now, we're at the Global Rally Cross for the doubleheader in Daytona, and we have a 40-foot stacker trailer that we take out to do hospitality for customers as well as interact with our customers and anyone who wants knowledge of, of our product. So we introduce them to what Royal Purple is, what we can offer them, the benefits, the features, and we even sell product and T-shirts and apparel for 
our our fans right mm-hmm. here on site. But it's not just global rallycross. We go to car shows. We just got done with the Hot Rod Power Tour, which is a seven-day, seven-city tour across the country. Uh, we started in Wisconsin, and we went all the way down to Louisiana. And we interact with a lot of manufacturers that way. We get a lot of exposure. We deal with our local retailers that come in, and, and we help them and their customers to be able to meet the manufacturer versus just, oh, this is our, the dealer and they want to sell me their product you know, because it's the most expensive. This way they can actually come to us and we can explain why it is the price it is and what the features are that are going to benefit them and they want to spend that extra money for. Very cool. Sounds like you have a lot of fun. Sounds like you work a very hard at what you do, but you uh, get to be around some pretty cool people, pretty cool racing. In fact, the picture that'll be on your show notes page is with uh, Townsend Bell at the Indy 500, right? Yes, sir. That was uh, in May over Memorial Day. It was really nice to be able to get down there, basically right there on the track. I've, I've been to the Indy 500 a few times. I never actually got to walk down on the track. Townsend was able to give me a pass. I was able to stay down there, take pictures, listen to him, you know, talk to the crew, last touch-ups on the car, get him suited up, get him buckled in, do the national anthem, the flyover. I mean, it was yeah. it was awesome. Oh, gosh. Now, I have to ask you, did you get down on your knees and kiss the bricks? I did. The sad part is I had to do a selfie. I didn't I didn't have anybody <laughs> take my own photo, so I had to send my wife a picture of me doing a selfie of me kissing the bricks. But, well, at least you um, did it. <laughs> yep, I did it. I actually did it in Indy 500, and I've actually done it at Daytona as well. Um, I did it when... The nationwide, the bad accident that actually happened here at Nationwide, uh, what was actually the Roll Purple Nationwide yeah. uh, race here when they had the bad accident, when Tony Stewart won. Um, I kissed the bricks there as well. I thought it was pretty neat. wrote my dad's name on there because he's, he's a fond of this track. Yeah. It's been fun of what I get to do, but it is a lot of work. You definitely have to be passionate to be on the road as much as I am. If it wasn't for our customers and, and our fan base, I don't know if I could do it. I mean, they're the ones that keep me going because it's, it's nice to be able to go out on the road and have customers come in and say, man, you lowered my operating temperature. I get better fuel mileage now. You know, your oil saved my motor because my, my thermostat went out and I, I overheated, but I, I didn't want to I didn't want to stop the race. I continued those next five laps, and I was tapping 300 degrees, and, you know, I made it, and I broke everything down, and everything was fine. You know, nice. those kind of stories that when you get to hear it out in person, it's an experience, and it, it's definitely humbling and, and keeps me going. Absolutely. Fantastic. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always love to start by asking my guests for a success quote. It's a saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success, and it's a great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on on Cars Yeah. So, Kyle, take the wheel. My dad always said, life happens, wear a helmet. (laughs) Wear a helmet. (laughs) Wear a helmet. You're going to just power your, you're just going to power through anything, any hiccup that you have, business or or life, you know, it's going to thump you on the head, but guess what? you still are going to move forward. How have you incorporated that concept into what you do? Because, I mean, you're on the road so much. Powering through is definitely what you have to do from time to time because being on the road, away from family, it's hard work. So how do you take that concept and apply it to what you do for a living? Luckily, Royal Purple has been great to me. When I need to get off the road, they, they don't hesitate to look, fly me home early. I've even been able to fly my family out with me from time to time. My dad stayed with me a few times. I'm able to just leave work when I need to to make sure that my, my two kids are taken care of as well as my wife. I had a death in the family in May, and I was 
working an event. And luckily, you know, everybody rallied around, allowed me to go home. Two guys flew up to the event and they took care of it so that I could be with my wife because it was her mother that had passed. So, you know, you just, you just keep pushing through. I mean, if you, like I said, you're going to get thumped on the head, just make sure you're basically wearing protection, put your helmet on and you'll be fine. You'll, you'll get up and you'll keep moving forward. As long as your mind is, is right, yeah. you know, things are going to, uh, to work themselves out. We went through 2008. Everybody was worried about the economy. Things were actually really scary. Everybody got together real purple. We sat down and said, Hey, we're going to, we're going to make it. We're going to do what we need to do. And we rallied together and, we haven't had a really a bad year. We've continued to just power through, and it's been great. Well, my condolences for the, the loss in your family. It is certainly great to work for a company that takes care of its people as well as its customers, because that's uh, something that doesn't always happen with large companies. Kudos to Royal Purple. Would you share a story with me that instigated your passion for cars? Tell me about that pivotal moment in your life when you really knew you were a car guy. I was actually in college, and I I bought my first truck, and it wasn't wasn't much. It was a 454 SS pickup truck. It was plain. My dad said, you know, the motor's kind of bad. What do you want to do? And we decided to go ahead, and he sent me a, a catalog for engines from one of our actually it's one of our customers now for Royal Purple, and I got to go through and and pick what I wanted, and you start looking through a parts catalog, and the wheels just start turning. Well, if I go bigger, what if I what if I put a supercharger on it? What if I put a turbo on it? And it just the wheels started turning and the truck just started to morph and just kept going. And it just, it wouldn't stop. I mean, it went to a roll cage. It went to race seats and five-point harnesses and then pack <laughs> wow. gauges and, you know, lowering the suspension and then changing the whole entire rear end. I mean, literally yanking the whole differential out and putting new ones on there, converting brakes over and doing the front brakes and then, you know, different hinges on the <laughs> on the hood so it opened different edges and it just continued to morph. And then when I was done, I just looked at it and said, okay, what's next? So I sold it and I started again. And since I was 16 years old, I've had 14 cars. Oh, my gosh, you got bid hard. I mean, I'm listening to all these modifications and, you, dude, you went crazy. <laughs> That's so cool. I did, and I, I used to have a parts, basically a parts warehouse in my college dorm. And uh, my apartment, you could sometimes walk in and I would have a crate motor sitting in there that I'd be tinkering on before I would, uh, you know, take it outside and, and change it in a, in a parking lot of a, an apartment complex that technically while you're in school, they tell you, you can't work on anything in our parking lot. We don't want oil stains. We don't want any of that. And I used to do engine swaps right there in my apartment complex. <laughs> Very cool. And, you know, I, I, got, I got bit and I got bit hard. <laughs> Very cool. I love it. What I'd love to do now, Kyle, is go down some of the roads you've driven down. You know, in life and in our careers, we get thrown a lot of curves. And I'd love for you to share a huge challenge or even a great failure that you've faced along the way in your career. But the most important part of this has to do with how did you overcome that particular situation? And what did you learn from it? Big failures, I, 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 was, I was fighting a, a, big, a big company, um, an oil company for a, a customer. And it they're now a customer of ours, but it, it took me 36 months to win them over. And I, I was cocky. Uh, you know, I, I had the best product. And I thought that everybody knew what Royal Purple was. It was an easy sell. And I went in really cocky and basically said, this is Royal Purple. This is what it is. And if you don't buy it, you know, it's kind of, you're kind of dumb. And it didn't work out. And I 
didn't get the business. And I was like, well, I don't understand. You know, it just, it baffled me of why, why aren't you buying it? So I had to readdress it and reapproach it and kind of work my way back into it because the guy's name was Robert. Robert thought I was a cocky kid. I mean, cause I was, I'm, I was one of the youngest sales guys real purple had at the time. Uh, I was in my twenties. Uh, everybody else was in their thirties or, or older. So I'm a, I'm 20 year old kid just going, yeah, this is what you want to buy, you know, and you have to buy it. And I'm, I'm not going to bow down to you or do anything you want to do. You're just going to do what I tell you to do. And it was, uh, it was an experience. Robert put me in my place and, and so did our competitor's product. And it took a while to getting back and it, it humbled me very much on how I needed to approach my customers. And how I, I still do business today is you have to adapt to them. It's not always about you. It's not about your product. It's not about your business that you work for. It's about you. Hmm. And the way you approach it, it doesn't matter to a certain extent. Once you get their trust, then you can start selling them on the product and, and the features and benefits. But if you just go in and just go, hey, it's a great product, I mean, you can ruin that relationship just because of the way you act. And that's that was something I definitely had to learn at an early age. With Royal yes, uh, eating that humble pie can be quite a sour experience at times, but it's uh, it's good that you learned it at the age you learned it and you carried it through. And, and thanks for sharing that personal story with us. It's it's a valuable lesson to learn. It's a great thing for those entrepreneurs listening to Cars yeah out there to, uh, to hear. Let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share a story where you had a real aha moment in your career. I like to say it's when the headlights come on and illuminate your way for a new idea or a new direction that you had could you tell us the steps you took to turn your aha moment into your success? Well, it's actually what we're doing now. It's uh, Royal Purple. We we didn't have a trailer program. We didn't have a truck and trailer. We operated on a very shoestring style budget for our events. Um, we always leveraged our our customers, whether it's a, one of our parts stores, if, you know, retailers, or if it was our performance side. We always leveraged them, and. I had done a, a lot of events with just easy ups and a, and a little folding table and literature and, and trying to fight that multiple times. And, you know, we always talked about wanting to have our own truck and trailer. And I got in this position where I'm at now, taking care of events and partnership. And my boss, Randy Fisher, kept listening to me go, man, we need a truck and trailer. Let me, let me just do this. Let me do this. And, and Randy said, well, I want you to put it to paper. And I kept putting it to paper and handed to him and it's like, it's a no-brainer. It's right here. And he goes, no, no, no. You've got to give me all the detail, everything, every expense, every nook and cranny on how to build this and how you're going to get ROI on this kind of expense that we're going to produce. Mm-hmm. And when I finally got it all done, I looked at it and I was so proud to present it to my boss and his boss. And they gave me the green light. And I, I got to build what I thought was a, a dream. You know, I got to build a 40-foot stacker trailer with an F650 that we cut four and a half feet off the frame. We lowered it four inches. It's got custom fuel tanks, custom bed. It's got a custom graphics, custom stereo equipment in it, off-road light, a whole new front end that's all, you know, been craft molded out of fiberglass. I mean, it was really cool that they allowed me to create this Wow! for the company. I mean, it's the first time we've ever had it, and we've we're on year two of the tour of this thing. And like I said, we do about 36 events a year and we put on 55,000 miles in a year. Last year, we went across country six times and it is really fun 
Um, each year it evolves. We right now have two awnings. We have an observation deck. We have four simulators where people can come in. We're sponsored by companies, which we're, we sponsor our racers. We are actually sponsored by people in our industry to run their logo on our stuff because of where we go and the things that we do. And it's kind of neat to be a company that's sponsored by others. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's, that's it's awesome. Very, <laughs> it's very fun, and it's it's very challenging because, you know, I see sponsorships come across our, our desk all the time, and I have to pitch those and tell people why we didn't accept them and, and why we were accepting them and how, how they can improve. But to actually get to do it myself and, and go into different companies and say, hey, this is what we're going to do, and do the same thing and pitch them on why they want to sponsor us, it's really nice, and it's, it is a dream come true. It's basically my race trailer that the company's paying for, but it's to go to events and, and, and work my tail off out in the sun, get up at 6 o'clock in the morning and work till 9 or 10 o'clock at night over a weekend where I don't get to spend time with my kids or my family, but it is something that I, I truly love. And my wife, God bless her, she somehow puts up with me being gone and, and, <laughs> yeah. and doing this. Um, which she calls, you know, her, my mistress is, is the company and that she puts up with me. So, well, she knows where you are. So there's a, there's a good piece of it, but you know, congratulations to that. I think you answered my next question about Prada's career moments. I've seen pictures of the rig that you put together. It is incredible. You've done a really fantastic job and what fun little do they know that that guy that built up that first pickup truck was going to uh, be doing all the mods on the, the Royal purple rig. So Great job, great job. Would you say that is your proudest moment as your your career with World Purple, or is there something else that you're really proud of? I'm actually very proud of working with kids. Outside of what we do with the truck and trailer, Royal Purple has allowed me to really grow our our youth. And to me, that is very important because as a kid, I lived in the middle of nowhere. I still do today. I still live in the same town that I grew up in. It's, I live 90 miles from Royal Purple. That's how passionate I am about Royal Purple. I, li- I commute 90 miles one way to go to work. Wow. And we we don't have vocation. We don't have shop or any of that kind of stuff in school. We didn't we didn't have it. And there's a program called the Hot Riders of Tomorrow that we are the platinum sponsor for where you take high school kids, a team of five. You have one tool guy and four basically installers our crew, and they disassemble and reassemble a small block Chevrolet. It's an actually working engine, and they take it all the way down to block. They leave the crank and the cam, but other than that, they disassemble the entire motor by hand, and they reassemble it to specifications that's required by our set-aside by the hard of tomorrow. And these kids are doing it in about 19 minutes. Wow. <laughs> and there's no power tools. It's all by hand, and it's amazing at what they can do and we're on year eight with them, and it's been great. We also do a lot with the junior dragsters. Um, we we take care of the Eastern Conference and Western Conference finals. We have a lot of juniors that are in there. We do a lot of kid go-karting, bring cars. We've also got involved with the Formula SAE or the SAE group for college kids. We do the Baja Energy Car Super Mileage Formula, where we were at Michigan, where you have 150 kids from around the world that build these basic mini Indy cars from scratch, tubular chassis, all carbon fiber. They put wings on them and they, and they compete in a, in a four day event. They have to do a tilt table and a noise test. And I mean, it's, it's awesome to work with kids. And I really think that is the future of our industry. 
And as being part of Yin, which is part of the SEMA group, that's something that we're trying to continually grow as the youth because they are the future of our industry. And, and there's a hole. There's just, there's not enough youth coming up that are love cars. I mean, my brother alone didn't want to get his license when he turned 16. I have a lot of friends, their brothers and sisters, when they turned 16, they didn't care to have their driver's license. They wanted to wait till they were 18, 19 years old. And I cannot even fathom <laughs> not driving at the age of 16. I, yeah. just, I don't get it. And it's just kids are not as, as tuned into cars as they once were, and that working for an oil company that takes care of automobiles, that's scary. Yep. And considering how many mechanics are getting out of our industry, that's scary too. So if we can grow that program and funnel kids into our aftermarket and the OEMs for car manufacturing and parts, I mean, in the end, it hopefully will grow our business as well because they are, become familiar at an early age with World Purple S. Wonderful. Sounds like an awesome program. Let's have a little bit of fun here. You talked about that truck that you had as your, your first vehicle you did all those mods to, but what was your first really special vehicle? And if you could share a memory you have with that car or truck. <laughs> it was actually a, it was my, well, it was one of many. I bought a Dodge Ram 2003. It was a Hemi, single cab. I got to, it was the first one I ever painted. I, I wheeled and dealed with a guy to have it painted, traded a lot of the OEM parts off the truck that were brand new to get aftermarket, where I traded in my rear bumper to get a roll pan. I traded in my hood to get a SRT hood. I traded in my front bumper to get a sport bumper. And I just wheeled and dealed with it, and then I got to go to my first car event, and I actually won newest truck. All uh, right. Modified. And... That was a great moment. It was the first time I ever competed. It's really the only one I've ever even competed in. I've never gone back to compete against car show because now I actually work them and I don't have time to <laughs> yeah. bring any of my vehicles out. But sure. it was great as a kid. I was, I think, I was 20 years old when I did that, and I think that's where I I really like started to work events. That's yeah. when I decided I wanted to I wanted to do that. My friends all thought I was nuts. And uh, the crazy thing is, I, I have an accounting degree. My dad always said, if you want to own your own business, learn your books. Yep. I always wanted to work on cars. Uh, when I got out of college, I realized I had no money, so I couldn't start a business. So I uh, had been pursuing Royal Purple. They were gracious enough to give me a job in the tech department. They thought it was very odd that I had an accounting degree, too, and that I wanted to work in our tech department, answering tech calls and emails <laughs> and, and working a few events, but... I knew that it was important to get in, you know, at the ground level yeah. of the company and look and work my way up. And, you know, I've been there nine years and it's, it's, it's been great. Very cool. How about seller's remorse? You, you mentioned having a lot of vehicles uh, and you're a pretty young guy, but is there one vehicle in particular that you let go that you really wish you could have back? Um, yeah, I have. I actually, me and my wife, we traded in our 07 GT Mustang. I regret it and I don't. It's one of those double-edged swords. I, I'm <laughs> glad we got rid of it because the reason why we got rid of it was because we were expecting our first child. Oh, yes, the baby and, syndrome. <laughs> and we had just literally paid off the Mustang. I had just convinced one of our customers that made superchargers to basically give me one for the Mustang. So I had a supercharger basically on hold that all I had to do was tell them, here's the address to ship it to, and I could put a supercharger on it. 
my wife was looking to get a new new car, but when we found out we were having a baby, she looked at me and goes, the Mustang's got to go. Yeah, your priorities and change when those kids come along. So I, we hemmed and hauled. I, we had babied that car. We never did burnout, nothing. And I just literally the week before put an exhaust on it. And we just went to the dealership just to look, and we ended up driving home with a brand-new family car. Luckily, it's not a minivan. We did get a Sport. Uh, we, we bought a Ford Edge Sport with the 22s. I told her it had to have some lumps. It had to look cool. And uh, luckily, she uh, she agreed that she said that she would divorce me if we ever bought a minivan. Um, <laughs> considering what I do and, and the things that I drove, she's like, no, I, I can't have your, your vehicle parked next to a minivan. She goes, we're going to have to have two cool cars. So, there you go. Oh, um, fortunate she's, guy. She's been nice. Very cool. How about current projects? Is there something you're working on right now at Royal Purple that really has you excited and fired up? We have a few things. We're working on getting ready for SEMA. We're working with uh, some builders on unveiling some pretty cool cars at SEMA. Um, we haven't nailed down exactly which ones we want to do, but I'm I'm pretty excited about that. I, I love SEMA. It's nine days away from the family, but it is a great time to, to meet a lot of friends and see people in the industry. But that's that's really cool. And I do get to pitch a car this year for possibly next year. I don't know if I'm going to get the green light, but I would love to be able to have our own vehicle to take on the Hot Rod Power Tour, to go to the Optima Challenge, to do autocross events, and that is, is that is ours. Yeah, We've already partnered with a helmet manufacturer that, that's nice enough and gracious enough to give us good deals on helmets and custom paints them for us. We have multiple you know, race suit manufacturers that have done custom suits for us our teams and stuff and luckily you know i actually get to wear one when we go go-karting uh all the time because there's a competitive go-karting group that that is inside our company that we go go-karting when we can mm-hmm. and there's also some of our industry when we all get together we all go do some endurance races and stuff uh, i know bucky classic and the global rally cross and steve arpin and, and travis pastrana and all them we've all gone karting and it gets very competitive when you have a bunch of racers and it's kind of nice to be able to so. race the pros yeah, and test your driving skills, and they'll and they'll humble you as well when you. Oh yeah, <laughs> they'll you teach you. Your home track, and then you come in and you and you race these co-drivers. I mean, but things like that. I, I love doing that kind of stuff. I'm hoping that I can I can pitch this car and actually get a custom build uh, for Royal Purple instead of borrowing cars and uh, yeah. customers' cars. That granted, they're great cars. Yeah. They 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 run our product. They're very loyal to us but I would love to have our own. We haven't done one of our own in a long time, and I'm very partial to the Coeys, uh, the one basic catalogers. I think they're really cool. I'd love to do a pro-touring catalog. Uh, no, I have never seen one. I think it would be really neat. Hopefully they'll give me the green light, and I'll be able to build a cab over pro-touring truck. Uh, something tells me you're going to pull this off. I just have a feeling. I think that'll be great. <laughs> now, here's a very introspective question for you, Kyle. If you were a car, what kind of car would you be and why? I'd have to be one that's multi-purpose. Okay. It can't just do one thing. It's got to do it all. Um, I don't like things that are just one-dimensional. Royal Purple, we've always worn many hats. I mean, yeah. I've, I've done sales. I've done tech. I I do this, and it's the same thing. But we always look at it. It can't just fit one need. It's got to do multiple. So if it's going to be a truck, it's got to make sure that it can drive on the street well. It's got to be able to do off-road. It's got to be able to to tow what it needs to tow and yet it's got to be able to go fast so that's really hard it's just got to be a multi-purpose style vehicle and i'm i'm not partial to one i I like them all 
So it'd, it'd be really tough just to pick one. Some kind of truck, though, I have a feeling. Truck or SUV. Yeah. Um, I yeah. do like the – I love cab overs. I'm, I'm very partial to cab overs. Uh, they're very different. Uh, my dad used to drive a cab over truck when I was growing up. Uh-huh. I like them. That's the same reason why we did the F650 for Royal Purple. I mean, you don't see very many F650s lowered and shortened that pull a trailer. Sure. Um, that actually have a truck bed because this it's a truck. I mean, it actually has a bed that we can throw stuff on. It's not a Western bed or a flat bed on the back. It's actually a truck bed that's just been shortened. So we can actually throw stuff in there and use it. If we yeah. wanted to haul product or people or anything like that i mean we have the capability but yet we can strap on a thirty thousand pound trailer and haul it down the road as well (laughs) sounds cool kyle up next is the last lap but before we put the pedal to the metal let's say thank you to today's cars yeah sponsor have you turned your key and heard that dreaded tick 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 because of a dead battery no worries i've got the noco genius boost jump starter this compact tool fits in your glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that will start a dead battery in your car boat truck or rv it packs a whopping 12 volt 400 amp starting power and can start up to 20 dead batteries on a single charge. Plus, it has built-in spark-proof technology with reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart your vehicle. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are solid copper for maximum conductivity, and there's a built-in ultra-bright dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS emergency strobe. It's easily rechargeable with a USB outlet, and you can charge your smartphone or tablet while you're on the road. Works on any 12-volt lead-acid battery. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, your battery care source since 1914. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Okay, Kyle, we're back and we're entering the last lap. You're a guy who's been to many races. You know what that means. The white flag is out. And this is where I fire off a series of questions, and you give our listeners some really quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? I'm ready. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Change your oil before the winter time. <laughs> I thought you'd say something like that. <laughs> oil is something that people don't really think about. It's the last thing they've ever thought about, and it's very, very important. It is the blood of your engine and your car. So take care of your car or any car that you have as if it was your own, you know, flesh and blood style. So if you can do that, in the end, your your car will love you back and take care of you. You know, I've been a, a big advocate of that. I've changed my oil in all my vehicles every 3,000 miles, even newer cars where they say, oh, you can go a lot further. I just can't do it. So uh, that's great advice. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success? I'm very thorough. I make sure I have options A, B, C, and D. I never just assume everything is going to go with the plan. When you work on a car or when you work at an event, there's always things that provide a hiccup. So make sure that you have a plan uh, in place and just wear your helmet and keep going forward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Do you have a resource that you think the Cars Yow listeners would really enjoy? Believe it or not, it's it's, it's not just one. I, I, I read multiple forums. Uh, and see what people are, are having issues with. Most of mine are, are truck-based, so I, I deal with a lot of those and see what people are, are talking about. We talk about how we as a company can take care of those needs, and that's the same for me. And If I see something that they're having problems with, wow, I may have problems with that down the road, or customers are going to come ask me that. So it's always neat to see what everybody else is talking about. How about a book? Is there one book in particular you think our listeners would really enjoy reading? 
The book is called Hammer by Arm and Hammer. It's just a great book about the struggles that he had starting the company and, and going to school and, and just it's great for anyone who's starting their own business to know that there's other people who've gone down the same path. Absolutely. We'll make sure we put that in the guest recommended reading area on the Cars yeah website. And listeners, you can find links to all these resources at carsyeah.com slash Kyle Neal. And Kyle's last name is N-E-A-L. All right, Kyle, we're up to the checkered flag. And this last question can be a real doozy. If you could only have one collector car, and I'll say truck too if you'd like in your garage, but don't worry about the cost because today I'm going to buy you whatever you'd like. But no minivans. Okay. What would that one vehicle be and why? It's actually going to be a 1956 F100. It was a fan when I got to see Tim Allen's interview about his, it was used on rides, I believe it was the, the TV series at the time. I actually got to see the truck in person as well. I fell in love with the F100. It was something that my grandfather had. It's just a really neat, smooth truck. I hate that it's as popular as it is um, because I like being different, but I, I do. If I could if I could put that in my garage and have one, I would love to have an F100, uh, similar to the way Tim Allen has his. Of course, I'd put my own touches on it, but it is definitely a cool truck. (laughs) I have a feeling you couldn't leave it alone, so that's a great choice. Kyle, you have taken me on a great ride today. I really enjoy your stories. I want to thank you for calling in from Daytona. Sounds like you're going to have a great weekend. Could you give our listeners one parting piece of guidance before you drive off down the road in that 1956 F100 truck? The best advice I can give you is, like I said, take care of your car. Take care of your family. Make sure that you treat both with with compassion and love, and you will, you know, you'll always be happy. Absolutely. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and Royal Purple? Uh, you can check out our social medias on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram to see what we're doing, how things are going. You can also go to our website at royalpurple.com. We have a social link on all of those. You can keep up with us as well. If you have trouble finding us on those social platforms, feel free to email us on, under contact. Find out about our product. Find out how to get decals, oil change decals, where to buy our product, and what we have to offer for you. Fantastic. And listeners, you can find links again to everything Kyle has shared with us today at carsyad.com on his show notes page. Just type Kyle, K-Y-L-E, in the search bar, and his show notes page will pop right up. And if you're at any of the events, Go up to that magnificent trailer that uh, Kyle has built and say, hello, I heard you on Cars, yeah. Kyle, thank you for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars, yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!